This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Brothers and sisters, I'm thankful to Allah the Almighty to have the privilege to address you this afternoon for a few moments. You know, uh, Stalin brother Farhan Aziz, that as he was speaking, so many of the references that he had from the Quran and the Hadith, I had the same exact references. So what I intend to do is just emphasize some of the things that he said. You cannot be a leader and an imam, a principal of a school, or a teacher, or a parent, without trying to make an assessment, how are we doing? As an ummah, as the Muslims in America, as the youth, are we doing the job? For real, because you will, you will never change until you admit where you are. I am convinced that we in America, the Muslims in America and the Muslims around the world will not progress the way we could until we look at that model that was given to us 1400 years ago. And the prophet peace and blessed be upon him said, the best of my ummah is my generation and then the generation that follows it and then the generation that follows it. And every time we go back and study these companions, we ask ourselves the question, how were they able to do what they did? I'm going to spend a few moments on this very famous hadith of the Prophet narrated by Abdullah ibn Umar and he started the hadith by saying that the Prophet grabbed me by the shoulder I'm going to grab him by the neck <laughs> grabbed me by the shoulder and said, Be, be in this world, be in this dunya, like a stranger or a child. First, I want to say something about Abdullah ibn Umar. He was young when he took Shahada after his father. Is there any young man here 13 years old? 
So, oh, that's, that's, that's nice. But you know what? Many of them qualified to teach in a public school, and the average school salary of a, of a public school teacher in New York City is $75,000. But they take $20,000 to teach in a Muslim school. So I'm asking the question, what is the state of the Ummah? What is the state of our Ummah? How are we doing as an Ummah in America, in Maryland, in, in D.C., and in New York City, and Philadelphia, and, and Jersey? How, how, how are we doing? I am happy to see you come to the convention and take notes and learn and get closer to Allah. I am. But I'm concerned with all the others out there. The Muslims. But are not here or in the masjid. And I ask myself the question, Siraj, are you doing the best that you can do? Are you doing the best that you can do? Are you doing the best that you can do? Put on the estimate with the attitude. I believe Allah wants us to feel a certain way. And I'm going to try to do it in a couple of minutes. was a very close friend of Abu Bakr. And Abu Bakr said to him, Assalamu alaikum, kayfa, kayfa anta ya handula. How you doing, handula? Qala, nafaka handula. Handula said, I have become a nafik. I have become a hypocrite. Do you feel that you become a hypocrite? Or you feel good? You feel, I got this. I'm good. My religion is good. I come to the convention. I'm good. I make my salah. I'm good. I give zakat. I'm good. I fast in Ramadan. I'm good. What do you feel nervous? A man, his name is Ibn Abi Mulaika. Never met the Messenger of Allah, alayhi salam wa salam, but met companions, and he said, I have met 30 companions of the Messenger of Allah. So, kulluhum yukhafu nifat ala nafsi. And every one of them was fearful of hypocrisy on themselves. So, wait a minute. You tell me that some of the most prominent companions were afraid of hypocrisy? Yes. Allah said, Oh, my slaves, every one of you, every one of you misguided, unless I Therefore, ask me, and I will guide you. So 
and asking myself, how does Allah want us to feel? I've come to the conclusion that Allah wants us to feel nervous, anxious, What you talking about, Imam Suraj? We heard the Sheikh said that there shall be no fear, nor shall you grieve. We heard him. We heard what he said. My beloved Sheikh. That's when Allah gave us the good news. But right now, I think that Allah wants us to be nervous. Let me give you evidence. When Abu Bakr asked Hamdullah, why are you saying that? You know Hamdullah, you know what his nickname is? Anybody know the nickname of Hamdullah? Ghalisul Mulaika. Ghalisul Mulaika. Washed by the angels. You know why he was given that nickname? He was home with his wife and heard about the Uhud and left his home before he could make Gusul. And Hamdullah died in the battle of Uhud. And the Prophet, peace and blessing be upon him, said, I saw the angels washing him, giving him a full goose. Hamdullah gave us the key. I got it now. I got it. I got it. I got it. So it's so clear to me. I got it. Listen to what Hamdullah said to Abu Bakr. He says that when we are with the Messenger of Allah, يُذَكُرُنَا بِالْجَنَّةِ وَالْنَارِكِ أَنَّ That's it! That's it! That's it! And when we are with the Messenger of Allah, He reminds us of the Jannah and the Nard as if we are seeing it. And Abu Bakr said, we are, we feel the same thing. So what did they do? They went to the Messenger of Allah والسلام, And the Prophet said, why you feel that you're a hypocrite? And when Hamdullah explained to him, he said, Hamdullah, if you remember Allah the same way you do in my presence, the angels would shake your hand in your bed or on your robes. Ya Hamdullah, Satan was Satan, was Satan, was Satan, was Satan, was Satan. There is a time for this, and there's a time for that. There's a time for this, and there's a time for that. There's a time for this, and there's a time for that. But I got it. If you will permit me, can I take about three minutes to make you scared? Can I frighten you? Would you allow me? Would you? Would you? Would you? No? Say yes. Say yes, Amen. Let me take a few minutes to frighten you. And why I'm going to do this? Because I love you. Uh, what I'm going to do now, I'm let me know. I'm going to frighten you. Probably your heart will start beating real fast. You're going to get nervous. You're going to start sweating. Shay Farhan already said. Let me just reiterate it a little bit. 
I was at the University of Ohio, and I had lunch with the uh, Muslim students. And I asked them this question. What motivates you the most? Is it the fear of Allah or the love of Allah? And the sister said, no, it's the love of Allah. I'm inspired by the love of Allah. I said, yeah, I am too. But really, really, for me, it's being scared of Allah, being afraid of Him. Well, wait, you're not supposed to be afraid of God. You're supposed to love Him. Yeah? For real? Let's see what the Prophet said, the Lady Let's see what the Christians say from their own book. They say that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Now, when we're talking about fear, we're not talking about power. We're talking about house. We're talking about being scared. And the prophet, peace and blessing be upon him, said, I am more afraid of Allah, not the I have more fear of Allah than all of you, and I have the most God consciousness. Both of them. And what's happening is that people are forgetting the fear of Allah. I give you a little sample. Now, brothers and sisters, I don't know, do your parents ever beat you? You probably never got big men out of it. You have. That's you. My mother was a giant. And even Pastor will tell you that in our community, African American community, I don't know about the other communities, but in the African American communities, at some point, our mothers and fathers didn't have to beat us. They just look at us. And do you have that? You, you never saw it, right? My mother would look at me, and you talk about the sun being a mile away, sweating. I would be sweating with my mother looking at me. Now you know what? I said my, my mother is a big woman, but it wasn't until I got to be an old man that I realized that my mother is only five feet tall. But you know, when you're a young kid, and she get that belt, man, now she didn't beat me often, but she beat me enough that I was scared. And one thing my mother did, I was telling her the other day, I'm blessed to still alive. I was reminding her the other day what she used to do to me. You know, it took me a while to figure it out. She says, go get that belt. I'm going to beat you. And go in your room and wait till I get there. I get the belt, I go in my room, and I'm waiting for my mama all day long. Now she knows she ain't coming, but I think she's coming. And I'm nervous, it's like she beat me a million times. But now, I want to take a moment first to say what Allah said in Quran, and you better listen to that Quran. اِلَّمُوا أَنَّ اللَّهَ شَدِيدُ الْإِقَابِ وَأَنَّ اللَّهَ دَفُورُ الرَّحِيمِ You better know that Allah is strong in punishment. On the one hand, 
other hand, he's forgiven and merciful. What do you mean? One quick example, because there's no time. On Yoma Piano, Catholics, those who reject Allah, won't be the size we are now. How big will they be? The prophet, peace and blessed be upon him, gave an example. He said the tooth of a Catholic on the day of judgment will be the size of Mount Uhud. And the distance between the shoulders of a Kafir on Yom Kiyama is a distance of three days. Uh, you see, you, why? Why? Why does Allah make the Kafir so big? Have you ever had a root canal? You don't know what a root canal is, do you? And root canal, when they take out your, uh, your, your nerves, the reason that you feel pain is because you got nerves. If you take out the nerves, you don't feel pain. I read this item from Quran. There is not an animal that Allah has taken upon himself to give it substance. I'll give you one example. What's the biggest animal that we know? The blue whale. The blue whale, 100 feet long, weighing 200 tons, with a tongue the size of an automobile, and a heart the size, of the tongue the size of an elephant, and a heart the size of an automobile. Now Allah must feed His creatures. So the blue whale, what does Allah feed it? It feeds on trail-like animals, like shrimp-like. And how many trail do they eat? 40 million trail a day. How much does it weigh? Four, four tons. Why is that important? That's important. Because even in the hellfire, people will be so hungry and thirsty. Allah will feed them. Why so big? Two reasons, I give you. Number one, لَيْسَ لَهُ تَعَامٌ إِلَّا مِنْ The food of the people of the hellfire is so bitter that just a little bit sent down on the earth will spoil everything on the earth. Horrible taste and hot boiling water. And yet, despite of eating all of that food, poisonous food and the hot flaming water that they will still want more. They can't fast in the health of Number two. Bad enough you mentioned fire. Being touching the fire in this life. Fire in the health, fire 70 times more. And then Allah will punish and burn the castle into the fire until all the skin is gone. And then he put new skin and burn it again. And new skin and burn it again. And new skin and burn it again. 
monkey has the highest life expectancy? Let me tell you, Monaco. You know what the life expectancy of Monaco is? Like 90 years life expectancy. Well, how mentioned again to He mentioned it again. You ever stand in line? You ever stand in line to go on a plane or stand in line to go to a, a, a supermarket or stand in line? Well, what about Yonokiyama? Standing. What do you think is going to happen on day of judgment? You're going to be chilling in the Hilton? Uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait till law judgment. Let me go sit in the Hilton. No. Yeah, what? You serious? Yeah, man. Smoke me some weed. 
So I'm not going to smoke weed now so that a gender can smoke me some weed. He ain't that far off. Because you can't drink wine now. But we'll drink in your monkey You want wine? Okay. So what? You get wine, but just wait, alright? So brothers and sisters, I, I, I conclude. We have to go. I, I, I leave you with this. I leave you with this. You can't do it in a 10-minute talk or 15-minute talk. But I would advise each one of us to read, read the hellfire, the verses of hellfire. Study it. And the virtues of our gender. Study. Last thing I'm going to do, I'm going to make a horrible plug. How many of you know that I have nine children? I brought two of them here, alhamdulillah. One of them, Subhanallah. It was uh, Sadaka, Basma, Sharifa, Saraj Ibn, Udra, and Subhanallah. This girl, Sipala, she wrote a magnificent book called Growing. Uh, I found